Hi, this is Rosalinda, the host of Faith Fuel Podcast, the show where we hear voices of people transforming the world for Jesus. Pastors, leaders, entrepreneurs, and world changers. So sit down, relax, or keep it driving. It's time to get some wholehearted, wide open, and yes, sometimes side-splitting encouragement and direction for your life. So get ready to get fired up. Sometimes God allows his storms to show us he's the only shelter. I'm going to say that one more time. Sometimes God allows his storms to show us he's the only shelter. You know, we have to understand that God rarely does things the way that we think he should. And while we're waiting to do something important, God is doing something important in us. You know, I've never prayed so much in my life since COVID-19. Can I hear an amen? This is a season of refining and God is making us uncomfortable so we can be dependent on him. I'm going to say that one more time. God is making us uncomfortable so we can be dependent on him. But how many of you guys know that when we are weak, he is strong? Story after story in the Bible reminds us how God impositioned people only to position them. Somebody say, get ready. He is about to do the same thing for you. While so many of us, we're really familiar with the story in the Bible about Joseph. Well, it was calm, things were good, he was favored, blessed. He had the cool coat his dad gave him. Joseph's brothers hated him to the point that some of them wanted him dead. Joseph was their father's favorite, and he had a fancy coat of many colors to prove it. In addition, he had dreams which predicted that all of his brothers and even his mom and dad would one day bow down. No wonder they hated him. The brothers saw an opportunity when Joseph was alone, and man, they plotted to kill him. You think you've got family problems? Well, instead, they throw him in a pit. And if it hadn't been for a passing caravan, some of Joseph's brothers would have left him to die in a well. But what they intended for evil, God meant for good. How many times does that happen in our own lives? Things that look like they were going to be evil, God turns them around for good. The Bible actually says that the brothers broke bread. And that's a sign of unity. How calloused and how horrible that must have been. He's sitting here in a pit screaming and pleading for help. And his brothers are breaking bread. The Bible tells us the caravan of people come by And later, the brothers decide to sell him for 20 pieces of silver. He is bought in just like a slave. But here's the good news. Hallelujah. If he wasn't in that pit, he would have never made it through the palace. God has you right where he wants you. Listen to me, friend. It's no accident. He's using the situation to shape you and prepare you for where he's taking you tomorrow. Joseph ends up in a prison. He's forgotten. He's falsely accused. In prison, he helps this guy. He's a cupbearer. He helps him out and tells him the meaning of his dreams and says to him, now that I've told you the meaning of your dreams, don't forget me. Keep me in mind when things go well with you. And when you get restored to your position, you got to have my back, bro. And he may have been born a favored son. But his life was filled with disappointment, mistreatment, and rejection. 
For two years, this guy that Joseph helped out totally forgets him. After all Joseph had been through, why would God allow something like this to happen to him? We asked ourselves the same questions many times. And the answer is this, that God was still working in his life and was preparing him for a special assignment. Man, I'll tell you what, those two years must have been very difficult. They represent a long and dull, slow-moving grind. And that's what it's like when we're in a period of waiting. I said, that's what it's like when we're in a period of waiting. I don't know about you, but sometimes it seems like time stands still and nothing seems to be happening. Just wait, 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 and some more wait. What we don't realize is that although it seems that nothing is happening, in reality, a whole lot of things are happening. So here you go. Two years later, Pharaoh has a dream nobody can interpret but Joseph. Joseph had no idea that he was about to experience a major turning point, an amazing promotion. And he prepares himself to meet the king. But God, oh, he had bigger things in store for Joseph. So Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Well, that is a serious turn of events, my friend. What a promotion from the pit to the palace. I mean, just picture this. A few hours earlier, Joseph, scruffy, ragged, forgotten, thrown in a dungeon. Now, the boy is royally decked out, wears a gold necklace around his neck, and had Pharaoh's signet ring on his finger. He even rides in a fabulous chariot. And maybe today, you're feeling a little bit like Joseph. Things were going okay. Maybe you felt a little favored. And all of a sudden, the circumstances of this world put you in a pit. This coronavirus is from the pit of hell. Well, I want you to know, I want you to hear me today. I'm here to tell you that sometimes you got to go to the pit before you go to the palace. If Joseph wasn't in that uncomfortable pit, he would have never been sold into slavery, then put into prison so he can interpret the dream for the cupbearer that would only forget him. But one day, in the right moment, God positioned him. Every single step of Joseph's life, he would have to pray and depend on God. Guys, that's just like you and I. We have to depend on the Lord. He had to be faithful during the wait and during the pain and during the unexplainable hardships. Friends, I want to tell you that every single step of the way, we're going to have to pray and depend on God. Well, what does God want us to learn from Joseph? That during the waiting periods of our life, we've got to trust in God. Hey, listen, there's been some times in my life that I thought felt like an eternity, but God just wanted me to be obedient. We can't get caught up in what's happening in our world. I mean, do you think Joseph stopped praying because his situation looked bleak? I'll bet he prayed even more. You know, this season we're living in is going to require a different kind of prayer. Joseph was bound in prison. He was not free. He lost his liberty. They held him against his will. It certainly wasn't the place of dreams. This world is bound by COVID. 
But we are set free in Jesus this morning. We are going to have to change our prayer game. We talk about revival. Well, let me tell you what that means. When something needs revival, it's because it was dead. It needs to come back to life. We are living in a world that has forgotten God. Look, our homes need revival. Our families need revival. Our churches need revival. This nation and the world needs revival. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins and will heal their land. Guys, we have to turn from our wicked ways and seek Jesus. Revival is the sovereign work of the Almighty God. Joseph was carried into captivity, and that's where Christians are today. That's where the church is today. They're so captive. Many Christians and people are so discouraged that they don't even believe that revival is possible. Well, I want to tell you today that revival is not only possible, it's inevitable when God's people get right with God. Why is there no revival sometimes? Not because of the sin of the church or the disunity among God's people or because we've been worldly and compromised. Even if we get every one of those things right, it would still not be revival. These aren't the reasons for no revival. These are the results of no revival. Revival is when God comes down. It's a meeting with Almighty God. We seek so many times for what God can give us, and we're not chasing after the heart of God. You know, God really loves to show his presence. Jesus stepped out of heaven to save us. At Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came down and baptized us. And Jesus is coming again, my friend. It's the presence of God that produces revival. Isaiah 64, 1 through 5 says, Oh, that you would rend the heavens, that you would come down, that the mountains might shake at your presence to make your name known to your adversaries, that the nations may tremble at your presence. Guys, God wants to meet you and I. He wants to come down. In verses 10 through 12, Isaiah says, Oh God, we remember the glory. We remember when you spoke to us from your sacred temple. Our fathers have told us about it. What a glorious time it was. Oh God, we want your glory again. Oh God, show thy face, show thy glory. I don't want that to be my song. I don't want to think about necessarily that only our fathers remembered this. I want us to experience it. I want to experience revival. I want God's glory again. I don't want it to be something that we only get to read about. You see, we don't have to persuade God to send revival. We just have to let him do it. So if you want to see God's glory in your life, if you want to see revival happen in your family, we need to invite the presence of God into our house, into our hearts, into our work, into our churches, into our families. So I want to pray with you today. I pray that as you listen today, you realize that God is just longing for us to cry out to him 
So, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we do long for revival, God. We need to see your face. We need to feel your presence, Lord God. Father, in the name of Jesus, that it would not be just something we read about, but it would be something we experience. So, Lord, we're not asking for you to give us anything, but we're asking for you to come. We want to feel your touch. We want to hear you, Lord God. We want your voice to be clear to us. We want to see miracles and signs and wonders, Lord God. Father, come down. Father, fill us with your presence, Lord, that we may see revival, God, that we may see the hearts of the people change, Lord God, that our hearts would change, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, I pray that you were touched today by today's podcast. And always remember that when you put your trust in God, He will fuel your faith. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get more at rosalinda.live. If you experience it, we'll examine it. If God's word says it, we'll stand on it. And when you're feeling faint, we are here with your faith fuel. I'm Rosalinda Rivera. We'll chat again soon. podcast was brought to you by new life for adults and youth celebrating 50 years of restoring broken lives if you or a family member has been struggling with addiction new life for adults and youth is the answer visit them at newlife.center